Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List, a podcast not just about managing the day-to-day busyness, but the true goal of productivity, living a more meaningful life. This week, we're continuing our conversation with Jeff C. He's a longtime friend. And if you missed the conversation we had about creativity, I will link up to that in the show notes. But in this conversation, we're pivoting to the art of repurposing. We're talking about doing more with what you're about to do or with what you've already done. Taking something that has one pure focus, one thing that you're doing it for, but then also taking it and using it for many other reasons and purposes, hence repurposing. That has to do with remixing, taking something that's audio content like this and transcribing it, then using that transcription for something else. There's so much more that we can do using just our brain, but also technology and tools to expand and get more out of what we are doing. We're going to start with the mindset and the perspective of using all of the thing, or as Jeff puts it, using the whole hog. We're then going to step into some of the tools that we use for that. In fact, some of the tools that I use for this very show, including Descript, Cast Magic, Ecamm, and you'll find the links to all those in the show notes, as well as many other tools that Jeff mentions and his new course on Descript. So jump on into this conversation already in progress. We're picking up where we left off with creativity and moving on into repurposing. There is one more part to this coming in a few weeks. I hope that you enjoy this conversation with Jeff C. All right. We are talking again with Jeff C. Last time I talked with you, we were talking about the topic of creativity, and that was a great conversation. Thank you so much for that. But I think one of the other things that fascinates me and I really kind of look up to you about is you don't just take creativity and then do stuff with it. You were at the forefront of this when it comes to business and when it comes to people creating something and making products and making things, that's one thing. And then most people, they stop there. They market it a bit, whatever. But like when it comes to creating courses or teaching, there's so much more to it than just making the thing and then I'm done and I move on. It's almost like when it comes to repurposing, and this is probably not the greatest metaphor, but it makes me think of it. So you can correct me and then run with it. It's like ordering a meal, eating a few bites, and then putting them back down. I'm like, okay, and then moving on. They're leaving so much more on the table, food-wise, money-wise, as business owners. You know, like, What is repurposing, and why should business owners really be reconsidering any preconceived notions they have about it? Well, if you know me, I don't ever leave food on the table. The thing is with like creating content and what you were talking about, which is courses, you know, anything you're doing for business or your products or whatever, we move on too fast to the next thing. We don't squeeze all the juice out of the orange that we can. We leave so much on the table, like you mentioned. And so what 
I've tried to do. And the cool thing is that with technology now, it's so much easier to do this than ever before. I think people don't realize how easy it is now to actually repurpose your content or take that one piece of content and put it to multiple different areas and get all the benefits of that. I started doing it back in the day because I was lazy. I was like, I want to have a podcast, but I also want to have a video. So I'm going to do both and I'm going to do it. You know, I'm going to do the video and then I can take all the podcasts from that. And then that kind of grew into more and more things that you can do. The thing about today's and the way I see it in the future is that people are going to consume content where they feel like they want to consume content. Like my parents now even are like, they like, hey, did you see this guy on YouTube? And I'm like, YouTube's a big place, dad. Like there's a lot of stuff on there. And he just, he's loving, like he's watching these carvers and these cowboy cookers that are out there. And he loves to consume content on YouTube. He doesn't go on Facebook or he doesn't go on Instagram, but he wants to consume that content. And it's not so much that, you know, when I first started, I was like, you need to focus on one place and put it there and build from there and then go. But now with the technology, like I do my live show and it's going to all the different places. And I have people making comments from all the different places and I can pull them in to my stream and talk with them. I can tell that they're from YouTube. Because they're there. They like the YouTube platform. That's where they spend their time. I've got people who are watching stuff on LinkedIn because business and they like to see my content come up and they like to interact with me that way. So that's one of the benefits of repurposing is you're going to places where people are already there consuming your content because just, just face it. It's hard to create content and let's not reinvent the wheel every time to try to figure out how to, you know, I've got to do shorts reels over here and I've got to do this over here. How about we create our pillar piece of content? and then put it where places where people want to consume it. I think that's a really great approach to it, especially having a pillar piece, like noticing over time or knowing ahead of time and learning from somebody else, what is my pillar piece of content? I love the fact that when you go live, you're going live everywhere all at once. And that's one of the few instances of multitasking that I think is a good idea because you're not really multitasking. The tools are doing the work for you to do that, and it's sending it out everywhere all at once. I highly encourage everybody out there to think about it in that way. Not how can I do more work, but how can I get more out of the work I'm already doing? Right. And I've gotten this idea from lots of people that I've watched over the years, but one of the guys who does it in a little bit different way is our friend Lou Mangello, which his pillar piece of content is his podcast, right? His podcast is where everything started. He's been doing it for years since podcasting was a thing. And out of that, he's grown other things. So he will do his pillar piece of content, which is his podcast, but then he'll also go live on Wednesday nights where he'll talk about his podcast and some other things that activates his community on top of his podcast because people listen to his podcast. Hey, I've got these trips that I do. Hey, I've got Momentum, which is my meetup for entrepreneurs. Come to that. So he didn't do all this stuff at once. He started with that pillar piece and then he moved outward. And I think a lot of people, they just say, I've got this pillar piece. That's it. And maybe that's all they can do at the time. I get it. It's hard to start thinking, what else can I do? A lot of times you need to get a team. But now with some of this technology, like when I go live, I don't have to do anything except press a button and I can pull in comments from everybody and, and build up my YouTube. And I can also build up my LinkedIn because I'm going there and people are watching there and I can see their comments. So don't limit what you think you can do. See what you want to do and try to find the technology that will actually help you make that happen. Because I think a lot of people just think, I don't have time. I can't do that. I can't, you know, do all this stuff. But I think there's a lot of things now that you can really put something in and take out all these little chunks that you can put different places really, really easily. 
Now, I want to take a quick second and say you're going to all these places all at once live. And some people in the social media space or, you know, social media experts, so they say, you want to make sure you're creating unique content for all those different places. Well, what do you think about that when it comes to your live show and you're sending it out everywhere and it's the same show everywhere? Do you tailor the text differently or is that really just look? That's the one thing I'm consistent with week after week, every time at this time, and I'm providing it as an option. Join me then or join me afterwards. And then all the other stuff you're putting out there, you're tailoring it a little bit more precisely. There is some of that that happens, but my pillar piece of content, it's going out there everywhere in the ways that it needs to go. I I don't change anything. Like You could probably change the text and you could go that specific with the tools that you want. If you want to have a special summary that you wanted to put for LinkedIn, you could do that. You could do the same thing for YouTube. And I go in there and change it up a little bit. Once in a while, I'll change, you know, depending on the title that I think will do better on YouTube. I might change that after the fact. But most of the time, it's going out everywhere. Where I do change it up, and once again, this is the tools that allow me to do this very, very easily is I can create from my pillar piece of content. It's a video file, but I can also take that audio now and make it a podcast. So that's a really easy way to get people who weren't able to, to watch the live show and maybe didn't want to watch the replay on whatever platform it was on, but wanted to listen to it passively when they're commuting to work or they're doing their workout or you know vacuuming around the house. They have that option. But also I'm able to take those different video clips And I can format them now in different ways to work on those different platforms. Like vertical video works great on Instagram and TikTok and some other ones. I use Square for LinkedIn and Facebook for repurposing clips where, you know, Eric's on my show, we're doing a a great interview and he says something brilliant like he does all the time. And I'm able to take that question and make that a little clip that can point to my full episode or to my podcast or to my website or to my affiliate, whatever it is, I can do that. And it's a square graphic and it works for that platform. So that's where you now with the technology can do that really, really easily. In fact, in Descript, I can just click a button and it formats it vertical or horizontal or you know landscape, whichever way I want to do it. Really, I don't have to run it through another editing program or anything. It just does it and it just makes it so much easier. I think the other thing that people might not be noticing here is you've got your pillar piece of content that's video, and then the non-pillar piece is, oh, also it's an audio podcast that people can consume if they prefer to consume it that way. And then there's also another piece, which is probably like, what, a transcript, and we can go even further down into repurposing there and blog posts, et cetera. Yeah, so, and now with even the tools like some of the AI platforms out there, I used to dread having to do all the little pieces, you know, like your emails and your like descriptions and all this stuff. AI makes it really, really easy if you can train it to use your voice and you can do that now pretty easily. And so you can easily take those different pieces, craft them the way you want to, and you can go, you know, like you said, make a blog post. So I have my live video. I'm able to take that entire transcript and put it as a, you know, say, hey, make me a blog post out of this. Boom, it's done. I can embed my video and my audio. Somebody who lands on Social Media News Live at that episode, if they want to watch the video, they can. They can read the transcript if they can, or they can listen to the podcast if they can. Once again, it's going back to that kind of that mindset of like, I'm going to give it to them whatever way they like to consume it. And once again, with these technologies and very inexpensive with the power that they have behind it to do, it's really, really easy to put it to where people really want to consume it in their way. Yeah, it's one of those things that as somebody who's providing a service and you're a business owner, you think about your customer and you provide that service, but maybe you don't think beyond just the way you thought of it 
it's almost like SEO. You have to think about the way you're calling the thing, but then you also have to think about what the customer or the person searching for the thing refers to it as, because they may be searching for it an entirely different way. They consume it on their terms. And if you don't have an option for them, then they move on to someone who does. Yeah. And the other thing is you have to think about what kind of the general consensus is, you know, the thoughts behind that platform and where you're going to post it. So like mentioned, Eric was on my show. I ask him a question. He gives me a great answer about productivity, which is usually just in my experience, ask a question. It's usually two to three minutes is their response. That's a great little clip for social media. And so I'm able to put that on Facebook and YouTube and all those different places for that little clip. Now, if I wanted to go to YouTube shorts, I can't really do that because it's got to be under a minute, but I have that and I can trim that down even more to point back to my longer episode that they can watch. And some people just want to consume that short form content and they'll see my face and they're like, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. I might follow him. Or they might go, oh, I want to listen to that whole episode because I struggle with productivity and Eric seems to know what he's talking about. I want to go watch and see what he says. Click. He goes over to, to and watches it over there. So I'm always thinking about what platform it needs to go to. The same thing with Instagram. You know, sometimes people just want to watch a inspirational or a tip about productivity right there then and now. And I'm so I'm giving them that little piece and they can have the option if they want to go get more information, learn more, watch the entire thing. But once again, it's giving those people the option to watch and consume what they want at the right time on the right platform. Now, one of the other things that I know that you are very big into and have been doing this for what, year and a half-ish, is Amazon selling, selling products there. And I don't mean like you've created your own products, although you've done a little bit of that, but you've done this thing where you're taking advantage of the Amazon selling the influencer program. Influencer program. And that's an option that a lot of people don't realize is available to them. How does repurposing, like what's the workflow and what's that look like? Talk about the Amazon influencer program. And then also how does your repurposing mind wrap around that? Right. So one of the things is like, it's stuff I already use in my house. I'm like, why not do a video on it and make some extra money on it? I love like monetizing my hobbies or things that I have already. To me, that's like the ultimate repurposing. But what's fun about it is when I go and have like, you know, Eric's an author or like Mark Schaefer is an author. A lot of the people have my show have a book a lot of times. Well, I'm able to take that show and we mentioned we go everywhere, you know, all the time. I'm able to take that show and actually go to Amazon Live and people can actually purchase that book down in the carousel and I can make sales that way. But it also really makes my guests like I can sell my book on his show. And I've gotten guests because they know that I go to Amazon Live because they know that they can promote their book. And every author wants to sell more books. And so being able to do that, one, it's helped me get really good and better guests. And also it makes me look good to them and they want to come back and all that kind of thing. So that's one way. For products, the way I repurpose stuff on Amazon is Amazon Live. Like I've done some Black Friday day sales where, hey, these are on sales right now. You should get them. Here's the Logitech mouse. It's really great. You should do that. And then I kind of run through like my best sellers that I found you know, during the Black Friday day sale. And I do a live show on Amazon about that. Well, the cool thing is, because I use Ecamm, I'm recording that as well. And then I can chop it up and make individual videos off of each of those products that I can upload. When people go and look at that product, they say, oh, there's that mouse. Oh, there's a guy who's using it at the bottom. That was actually from my live video that I am using as a product video now. So it's doing one thing and using it at multiple places, giving it to people where they want to consume it. I'm sure people are curious. You're just walking around your house, like picking stuff up and saying, oh, did I buy that at Amazon? Oh, wait, even if I didn't, I can look it up there and I can make a video about it. 
there's so many options there when it comes to this. I know because we've had conversations. I'm so bad because I like even like uh, gifts that I give for Christmas. Like I'm like, it's going to be unboxed before I give it to you. I mean, that's the thing is you look and see what you have and what you can repurpose. I mean, it's that mentality of like, you know, even if you're doing, let's say you're doing a business presentation. I tell my friends who are like, hey, I'm speaking at the school and I don't know what to do. And I'm like, do your presentation. But wherever you speak, whenever you do anything in public, record it. Record it with your phone because that's content you can use later. If you're trying to get a speaking engagement, you could say, Hey, here's something I recorded. This is how I sound when I talk. If you want to try to get on podcast, like here's me talking to this trade organization. There's a clip in here that I could use. So always think about how you can repurpose content. Cause I really do think it's a mindset. Like don't just do things one time. How can you use it other places? I mean, you know, I just did a, uh, thing for Agora Pulse and they had me do a presentation for them and they said, hey, after you're done, you can use it for whatever you want. So that's going to be a little mini course that I'm going to use for a lead magnet to get people on my mailing list. I mean, always think about how whatever you're doing content wise, you can repurpose it. You don't be sleazy about it, but you know, but try to use it as many times as possible. Back in the day, you know, the pioneers, they would use like the cow for everything. They would like, it would be their banjo strings. It would be their, you know, their bookmark for their Bible. It'd be a piece of leather that they would, I mean, so they would use everything. And we're just like, we're carving off the choice pieces and then throwing the rest of the cow away. And I want to like use every piece of content I can because it is hard work. That's what I was getting at with the restaurant metaphor earlier, but you brought it out in a different way that's better, more clarified. And again, you repurposed, you repurposed my thought and made it your own. And then, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Well, that's a good point, Eric. That's a good point. It's there's a difference between repurposing and then stealing people's content and putting it your own. Because mm. you mentioned Amazon before. I try to put my face in my Amazon videos because so many people will download that and steal it and upload it as their own and trying to get the affiliate stuff. So it's really hard when you have a face like mine, it's kind of hard to fake it. So when you're trying to repurpose, don't copy what other people are doing. Make your own stuff and slice it up and dice it. We're not talking about copying somebody else. We're talking about repurposing your stuff, not repurposing somebody else's. Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search, just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch that busy work. Instead, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. I wish I had Indeed when I was in the hiring process in roles in the past because it is a slow, arduous headache of a process to find the right people, or at least it used to be, join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to find and hire great talent fast. In fact, in the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash to-do list. Just go to Indeed.com slash to-do list right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash to-do list. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. 
Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. If you enjoy Beyond the To-Do List, I invite you to check out Best Laid Plans. I'm Sarah Hart Unger, the host of Best Laid Plans, a podcast devoted to all things planning and planning adjacent. I talk about everything from paper planner reviews to deep dives into all things productivity, from keeping track of goals and tasks to fitting in your true priorities and reducing the stress around planning and organizing across different areas of life. I am a practicing physician and mother of three, so I have a lot going on in my own life and am intimately familiar with the time constraints that impact us all. And I love sharing my own productivity strategies and learning from others who have their own ideas to share. I invite you to check out Best Laid Plans, available on all podcast platforms, or visit my website, theshoebox.com, T-H-E-S-H-U-B-O-X.com, to learn more. I know you work with a lot of different people. What are some of the success stories or things that you've seen, like, where repurposing has really made a huge difference for them? Or, flip side of that, you see people and they're not using repurposing and they're leaving so much on the table. I'll go with the negative, first of all. I see, and you are going to get on me for this, but I see so many good podcasters that I would like, man, I would love to see that guest. I would love to see that guest. I mean, most podcasters are using technology that records video already. It's just taking it to that next step where, okay, I got to be comfortable with video. I got to get my guests comfortable with video. I get it. It's a big leap, but I'm like, oh my gosh. Like I have some friends who've interviewed some amazing people and I'm like, that would have been huge on YouTube. That would have been great to see that person. And then I've seen people who've actually done that and have got those guests and have made some really big jumps. I don't want to put anybody else, you know, put anybody on the, the carpet, but I just know for my own business, being able to have all those different pieces, because when you're done also, like when I have a guest on, I'm like, hey, I have all this recorded. It's all going to have a transcript. It's all going to have video. You are more than welcome to use that. And a lot of times I'll clip it up and give it to them, or I'm always tagging them when I'm repurposing their stuff. And they most always share it back to their audience. So I see how my channels and presence has grown because of the repurposing stuff. So, I mean, it's a big, huge success. That's why I'm so passionate about it. Like the dealcasters, another Amazon influencers, they have really kind of shot off with some of the stuff that they've done really well with repurposing their things. Chris Stone does a great job repurposing all of their clips from their podcast and their live show out to all the networks. And he's made some really great brand deals because of that. And, you know, getting some more people on a show because of that. So Dealcasters is one. And there's tons of other ones, but uh, those are the ones that I see, especially for the Amazon program that's doing really, really well. Yeah, Dealcasters, I love those guys. They do a lot of great stuff. When I see their stuff, I stop because it catches your attention. But literally, they're taking something they already recorded, and then they're spending a little more time on it later to polish it Mm -hmm. up and and improve it and put it in the right context and sharpen it. In other words, they're taking what they had originally and pouring it into the right container the right way. I know that there's different tools and things out there that can help with this. Before we go into tools, I want to talk about this because tools kind of factors into it. You've got your pillar. In your case, it's a video show, live video show that goes everywhere. You then take that audio and you make a podcast. You've got your transcript to go into blog posts, et cetera. But then there's even more to that, that if you, over time, 
you don't just take that one thing that you did and make multiple things out of it. You can then combine things from across all those different individual pillars. Like the pillar is one thing, but then you've got multiple instances of the pillar, I guess is the best way to put it. You got pillars. You've done your show now for what? Over three years now, at least. And you have touch points, connective tissue between, well, that topic and this topic are similar. And here's another angle. Like you can pull on all of that. And that's where some of these other tools come in to start to help you with that. Yeah. So the other thing is, is because I've had all those things and I've been repurposing from the beginning, I put them all in queues that go out and are constantly being published because the algorithm now, if you just publish something once, it's not going to show up. Your audience really won't see it. It's got to be multiple times. And so I use a tool called Agora Pulse that I throw everything in and it's constantly recycling to all my channels. And I have over 300 clips that are constantly being, because the stuff that I do, I try to always keep it evergreen, which means it's still relevant today. It's not like, hey, YouTube just came out with this new thing, though I do have some of those, but it's mostly, hey, this is how you succeed on YouTube. And those things kind of last for a long time. So I try to repurpose content that will last a long time down the road. Well, I know that one of the things that you could do is, again, thinking of your customer, the end user, the person that's receiving what you're making, thinking of them in mind. Somebody may not watch your live show. Somebody may not listen to a podcast. Somebody may not read your blog post about it, but they might buy a course from you that you've made from all the things that you accumulated with expert guests and things like that. Yeah. So, and that's exactly what I was going to say before is one of the things, because you have all this content and you've put it in a way that you can capture it. Like example, what I'm doing now is I had Eric on and a bunch of other high quality, high productive podcast companies or podcast producers. And I'm taking all that content and I'm mixing it up and making a little ebook about podcasting, which will serve my audience. And the only way I was able to do that is because I'm repurposing content because, you know, I have an hour's worth of content with every show, that's a lot of content. And being able to take those, you know, masters of their craft and take it and pull it out and put my words to it and create something new for my audience is a really big deal. And those people will actually download that or buy it or whatever, even though if they listened to that episode before, because they want it in all one place. I think Jay Bear said, just because you have the ingredients doesn't make you a chef, right? So being able to take those things and combine those up in ways that are easily digestible or consumed by your audience is super important. Just like you were mentioning, I do a show about social media stuff. Well, I could take and make all those shows that are already on my YouTube channel, a playlist on Instagram or all about LinkedIn or all about, you know, meta. And that would be somewhere that somebody could go and consume that really, really easily. Yeah. Then you can even tie it back around into You could write a book. You can pull together like, here's the chapter on this. Here's the chapter on this. And those chapters, basically, you find the connecting episodes of your live show slash podcast and pull those together and use different tools to kind of curate, collate, et cetera. I mean, you've done that before, too, in like your best of episodes where you've gone through and pulled all of like Todd Henry's episodes together where you've talked about stuff or you've made a playlist for people to go check out. So there's some really cool stuff. And that's that's repurposing what you're doing. Right there is you're taking and saying, okay, here's what he said in the show. I'm going to talk a little bit about it, but I'm also going to give you, here's the other shows you can go listen to or whatever, or talk about on your show that other people consume in that way. 
Now, obviously, there's a much longer conversation and in-depth conversation we can have in terms of tools that we can use to repurpose. But let's touch on some of your go-to toolkit tools when it comes to repurposing and maybe do a quick like, okay, this is I use this because it does this and it's the best at that that I've found. Obviously, there's no like silver bullet tool for everybody, but... And they all change. Yes. They'll change from year to year. Things are going so quickly right now in the... This space, but one of the things that I think is a no brainer, and this can just be general, is that everything starts with the transcript, any sort of content, podcasting or video, because I use a tool called a script. And once I upload that content, either podcast or a video, so it can be audio or video, it creates a transcript out of that. And then you can splice it and slice it and dice it and move it around. And, and it just gives you a base to start. So if you're listening to this in the future and, and the script's no longer there or Adobe bottom or something, There's going to be a tool where you can start with a transcript and do text-based editing. Adobe Premiere now has text-based editing in it. I'm sure Audition's going to follow, which is their audio editing platform. It's just going to be the way going forward. And so for me, I tell everybody, everything starts with the transcript because I can see it visually. I can see where things connect together. I can run it through AI now. That is the place to start. The first thing I do is when my live show is over on every Friday, I take it and put it to Descript. It makes me a transcript and I start the process because that's how I, you know, put a podcast out. That's how I do my little clips, how I, you know, think of like, oh, this would be a good ebook or this would be a great download. I want to get to the point where like Amy Porterfield has for almost every podcast episode, she has a downloadable notes that people can get, get some on her email list. I want to do the same thing. And there's no reason I can't now with these tools. Now I want to make a quick little note here that you haven't just been using Descript so long that it's become a go-to tool, but you've then begun to repurpose the using of the tool into something, which is a course for people to get started with Descript, Descript 101. Yeah, because it's so new. And it took me a while because I cut my teeth on video editing and like you would do timeline and you would use a waveform and you would do like this. So when you go to text-based editing, there's a big kind of learning curve, especially if you used it before. And so I wanted to take people from the very beginning to where they can actually create their own custom templates, which is what I use. Pretty much I make my clip and I see where I wanted to have it, highlight the transcript and I click a button and it makes a thing I can share on social media. I mean, I've set up the templates and I want to teach people how to do that because it does save so much time. So yeah, I created a course at jeffc.com forward slash descript 101. One of the other cool things that I found is uh, Cast Magic, and that's one that actually has a Descript import button. So what Cast Magic does is it pulls in audio or video. You can drop in a link to a TikTok, a link to a YouTube video, the actual audio or video files, Vimeo. I think there's more in there, too. And it pulls it in and then starts to run its AI magic on it. But one of the cool things is is that if you've already transcribed it on Descript, you share it to Cast Magic, and I think it cuts your transcription minutes down like by half, half right. because you've already done it. And so that's really cool too. So Cast Magic's another option. What are some of your other tools? Like one or two other ones, and let's wrap up. Well, one of the things is, is you kind of get your workflow down, and we're using Ecamm right now to actually record this in. When we're done, Eric will hit end, video or in broadcast, and it will give him a send to Descript button. So Descript is integrated just like it is in Cast Magic to a lot of different places. And so in being able to do that and listen, it took, I mean, uploading and downloading, uploading and downloading to get to different tools is such a time 
waster. <laughs> and I am so thankful that I can just click a button in Ecamm. It goes there. The script, you can actually send it once you're done in Descript to YouTube and, and Cast Magic and whatever you need to. Descript also now has a thing in it called Find Best Clips. It's their AI version where after I do a show, I can say, hey, give me some like heads up on what are some you think are good clips. And it will kind of find them for me. So that kind of cuts down the sorting process. So that kind of stuff, instead of having to upload and download to a captions platform and all those different things, being able to do that all in Descript is such a big time saver. Yeah. So Descript, Cast Magic, Ecamm's a multi-purposing tool that sends your video everywhere. I screen capture to do some stuff with Descript has, if you're using a service like Loom or something like that, where you record little segments to send to your team or to like clients who are asking questions, Descript has something built in that actually does the same thing and gives them a transcript that they can read along as well. That's built in with it. So, you know, just like Ecamm's big on, you can use it for presentations, keynotes and recording, you know, podcasts and live video. Descript has a lot of great features that you can use for multiple things too. So any tool that you can use multiple places, Alton Brown, my favorite chef, he won't ever have anything in his kitchen that only does one thing. So that's kind of the thing now with software. You don't want to get software that can only do one thing. You want it to do as many things as it can to speed up your workflow. That's why I love Ecamm, Descript and Cast Magic, like you mentioned. All great tools. And there's many more out there, but we'll have to have a whole other conversation about that at some point. So, Jeff, in the meantime, tell people where they can find you and give me the link again to the Descript course for people that want to check it out. Yeah, they can find it at jeffc.com forward slash Descript 101. And that's you want to find me and all the stuff that the crazy things that I'm doing. You can go to jeffc.com. That's J-E-F-F. S is in Sam, I-E-H, I before E, especially in C, how my mommy taught me to say my name. And that's where you can find all the stuff that I'm doing. Awesome, Jeff. Thank you so much for sharing, and we'll see you soon. Thanks for having me on. Well, that's another podcast crossed off your listening to-do list. I hope that you enjoyed joining me again for Jeff C and his perspective and experience. Obviously, we don't have to do all the things, but it's nice to know we can do more with what we're doing or about to do than just the thing that we're immediately about to do. I am very much about single focus, but sometimes multitasking isn't a bad thing, or I should put that a better way. Multitasking isn't bad. If you're not the one multitasking, it's a tool that's doing it for you. But it's also good to get in your head a little bit. And I don't mean like stuck there, but I mean like use your head to say, Oh, you know what? If I do this one thing, it's a domino effect that folds down into other things and tips other dominoes, whether that be with a tool you use right now or that you have it to use with a tool in the future. And again, all the tools that we mentioned in this conversation are linked up in the show notes. You can find those at beyondthetodolist.com. That's also where you can follow or subscribe to the show if you're not already. And if you found this podcast helpful, I would love for you to do me the favor of sharing it with someone you know needs to hear it. Hit that share button wherever you're listening. Repurpose this conversation over to them. Thank you so much for sharing. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next episode.